you know, I got interested in data because I started to realize when doing that work that, you know, what was really the strength of whatever system you were building was the data and how you were Mm -hmm. accessing the data, how you were managing the data, how much data you were going to get, how reliable the data was. And so that was the natural progression into to big data for me. Okay. I was thinking about it from a, no, a mobile computing perspective, right? So but one of the things that I noticed was that the disparities were still there, right? There were the same uh, less than 4% um, you know, of African-Americans in the field uh, broadly that you saw also in the area of data science. And you start to right. see that pretty much be a consistent percentage if not less than that, throughout all areas of computing. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join your hosts, Michael and Jenna, as they discuss all things ORAU through interviews with our experts who provide innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, how we're impacting an ever-changing world, and our commitment to our community. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Well, happy Wednesday morning and welcome to another episode of Further Together, the ORAU podcast. I'm your host, Michael Holtz, um, without my co-host, Jenna Harpenau, who is taking a well-deserved break this week. Um, I am excited to have a conversation today with Dr. Jason Black from Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, um, FAMU, for those of you who know the university. Um, And we're going to talk about data science and specifically um, a data science consortium for HBCU um, universities. So, Dr. Black, welcome to Further Together. Glad to have you here. Um, Tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about who you are and um, how you got to be where you are. All right, great. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm Jason Black. Um, I am originally from New York. I'm a son of a uh, IBM professor. My mother uh, is a graduate of Florida A&M also. And uh, after she graduated in 19 something, I'm not gonna say her name, I learned her age. I've learned that (laughs) a long time ago. Uh, But she graduated a while back um, and got a master's degree from Stanford and got hired from IBM uh, and was working at IBM Watson in the 60s. So I will say that much. Um, So we we like to think about her as being our our own hidden figure. And in fact, I think she Mm -hmm. is uh, the first, if not the first, one of the first African-American women hired by IBM Watson. Uh, We're trying to, yes, we're trying to track that down now. But one one of her responsibilities was to uh, program the uh, New York City or the New York State highway toll system. So she developed algorithms that controlled the tolls um, in New York. So I've been around computers almost my entire life. Uh, she used to bring them home. Uh, this is pre-laptop. They were in suitcases uh, with a, a phone slot where you could dial up and plug the phone into the slot to connect. That was internet oh my gosh, at right. that time. So we're, yeah, it was it was a while back, but 
uh, one of the things that that uh, I learned doing that was um, the whole idea of what coding was. So I started to uh, develop uh, programs. So this is, you know, elementary school, um, but there was a computer world magazine used to come home and in the middle of computer world were programs you could type in, most of them were games. So I started to do that and I would invite my friends over and have them uh, play these games and I would collect 25 cents. So it was a, it was a little side (laughs) hustle as a kid. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, but that got me interested in coding and into the whole technology world. So I, uh, we moved back to Tallahassee where FAMU is located. Um, and my mother became a, a professor at Florida and I mean, she taught in the computer science department. So it was almost a natural progression. I started mm-hmm. to, to do uh, summer camps that she would run for college students. I would participate and learn as much as I could about Fortran and basic and early IBM, I mean, uh, Apple graphics coding. Uh, and so that led me to consider a career in computer computer science. So I majored in computer science at Florida a and uh, graduated from there. Uh, one of the things that got me into the whole research side of things was while I was in high school, I was offered a scholarship called Life Gets Better, which Florida A&M was offering. And Life Gets Better was a full ride, plus you had an internship with a company every summer starting right after high school. So I, uh, and I, we worked with the same company, right? So you basically get four years at the same place. Mm -hmm. So my uh, responsibility or my company that selected me was Battelle Pacific Northwest Laboratories, which I know you know a lot about. Absolutely. Uh, So so I ended up going out to Richland, Washington, right after high school, like two days after high school and started to work on research projects. I was actually coding uh, some mapping algorithms for the military. Then I was working on some uh, human genome things back before people were even talking about the human genome. So it was an awesome experience, but it opened my eyes to research. So when I came back to school throughout the four years in computer science, I started thinking about at least going to get a master's degree. So I went to Georgia Tech, got a master's degree in computer science. And then one of the things that happened while I was at Georgia Tech was I realized that there were not a lot of African-American professors in computer science. And so the whole diversity and computing thing became an issue. I didn't notice it at Florida A&M considering we're an HBCU. So everybody in CIS just about was an African-American. I did notice it when I was out at Battelle considering that I was out of the entire building of a computer scientist. I was the only African-American person in the building so it started to occur to me that, hey, you know, this is this might be an issue. Um, and then when I got to Georgia Tech, I noticed it even more. So I realized that one of the ways that you can improve that is by being on the side where you can recruit students. And I figured that one way to really do that would be to be a professor. So I decided to go ahead and pursue a PhD in computer science which I um, did here in Tallahassee at Florida State University, which is literally across the street from Florida A&M. And so while working on my PhD, uh, I was also working with several 
STEM grant programs uh, at Florida A&M, particularly the Lewis Stokes Alliance, um, which is a, my alliance of HBCUs that are centered around STEM education and recruiting students to STEM. And so uh, I worked with that program that taught me a lot about grants and writing grants and mm -hmm. proposals and budgets and all of those things. So I was doing that while I was working on my PhD. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so I, that's kind of how I wound up uh, in the field and as a professor. And then of course, when I graduated, there was opening, there were openings at Florida A&M for professors. So right. I just transitioned right into that and, and initially was sharing an office with my mom because she was still there. <laughs> but that was an interesting experience to say the least. She also taught me while I was a student, which is a whole nother discussion. That, right, right. <laughs> that would be a whole nother podcast to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, uh, so I ended up being a becoming a professor, was a visiting professor at first. And then I transitioned into the tenure track. And uh, after I got my degree, um, got tenure and then the rest has just been working on research and working heavily in uh, diversity and computing. So I'm really involved in a lot of the efforts to increase diversity um, from a lot of different avenues. So that's right. pretty much what I do. Wow. And I mean, it sounds like every step that you've taken has sort of led to exactly this moment of yes, yes. <laughs> computer scientist, data scientist, right. um, diversity pioneer, you know, um, all of those things. That's yes. really remarkable. Um, to lay the foundation for folks who um, may not be aware, you presented at a data science webinar that, or you hosted last month and last month or the month before. Um, and I just was really struck by um, all of the work that you and Fanny, you are doing around um, diversity and inclusion and data science and the HBCU Data Science Consortium and all of those things. So that's really why I wanted to have you um, on the podcast, just to be able to talk a little bit more about all of that. Um, and my first question, um, I have several, but um, relates to data science itself. And one of the things that you said um, in the webinar was, you know, the need for data scientists is great. And it's not just in science per se, like people need to know <laughs> how to work with data across the broad spectrum. So talk a little bit about that and kind of what you mean by that. Yeah, so I actually came into the area of data science from the tech world, right? So my area of interest in, or my research focus for my degree, my PhD was mobile learning, right? So I okay. was kind of working in mobile computing and then that transitioned me into thinking about the internet of things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, back before it was called that, it was the <laughs> ubiquitous computing, right? So yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I got interested in data because I started to realize when doing that work that, you know, what was really the strength of whatever system you were building was the data and how you were mm -hmm. accessing the data, how you were managing the data, how much data you were going to get, how reliable the data was. And so that was the natural progression into to big data for me. Okay. I was thinking about it from a, no, a mobile computing perspective, right? So... But one of the things that I noticed was 
that the disparities were still there, right? There were the same uh, less than 4% um, you know, of African-Americans in the field uh, broadly that you saw also in the area of data science. And you start to see that pretty much be a consistent percentage, if not less than that, throughout all areas of computing. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I, right now, I didn't mention this, but, you know, I wanted to, even though I was teaching in a computer science department, I'm now in the school of business, right? And mm-hmm. one of the reasons I was recruited to the school of business was be, because of what you just asked. that the, the companies who were showing up on campus to recruit students, um, particularly in the, the school of business, the areas of business, accounting, finance, marketing, supply chain, they had the same questions. They were showing up and saying, well, look, your students are fantastic at the business side of things, but they need to know more about data. Are you doing anything to teach them more about data and how to analyze and, and utilize data for business purposes? And then you know, we started to talk to other departments on campus, uh, health, social science, biology, well, that's still STEM, but even architecture, you know, we, we were getting these same conversations that, you know, hey, companies are looking for, for students who know more about data. So we realized that all areas now are concentrating on data because data is pretty much, you know, how we used to say years ago, you know, he who had the most money and the most toys wins, right? Now right. it's he or she who has the most data and, and understands how to use that data. That's, that's the commodity in all areas yeah. of business now. So that's kind of where we were going with it at Florida A&M. We realized that, you know, this was a much bigger thing than just trying to beef up the analytics in tech and the analytics in engineering. Uh, this needed to be more of a campus-wide approach to uh, looking at education. So we've, we've kind of pulled together uh, teams of people from just about every area on campus. As I was saying, we have health, we have art, we have sociology, psychology, we have education. Um, so all of these uh, deans and professors have come together to try to talk about ways to synergize what's going on. Because one of the things that we recognize, which I'm sure is true at every school, is that there are People are doing research and they're doing things, but a lot of times they're not talking to each other, right? Right. So, so what's happening on one area of the campus, the other people don't know about unless somebody gets a huge grant or they write a paper and it gets published and people know about the paper. Right. You don't really know about the work that's going on. And so in some cases, we were even duplicating efforts, right? So um, that's what sort of drove FAMU to try to, to synergize and put a lot of that um, you know, under one umbrella, at least of co- one umbrella of conversation so that everybody knows what's happening so that we can kind of pool what we do and be more effective from that approach. So, you know, hopefully that answered your question, but that's-, that's No, you, you did. And, and that, um, it's, it's sounds, A, like it was a need that is being met and, um, you know, will- position venue for um, greater success, knowing that students across campus, regardless of discipline, um, have a better understanding of how to work with and understand and analyze data. So uh, that's 
that's exciting. And yeah. and that so then you have you have this sort of working group on campus, and then you've now built this um, data science consortium of other right. HBCUs because um, kind of as you said in the in the webinar, just as kind of on campus everyone is siloed. Um, HBCUs kind of are as well. And so yeah. they're all sort of doing their own thing. But you all have found a way to bring at least some of them, you know, and, and likely more as word gets out about it, but um, bringing some HBCUs together in a data science consortium. Yes, that's right. So we, we um, actually have been kind of forming this idea, um, not necessarily around data science, but pulling together uh, HBCUs around various theme topics. This has kind of been a okay. discussion for years um, and lar largely because what we see is that, and you know, this is no slight on um, predominantly white institutions, but usually what happens um, as it relates to grant funding and things like that is we often get approached. And when I say we, I mean HBCUs often get mm -hmm. approached uh, sort of to fill the diversity component of the grant, sure, sure. right? So, so we were, you know, it's great because that gives, that gives us opportunities. It gives us access that we may not ordinarily get. Um, you also get to work with really powerful research institutions that have a lot of resources. So, I mean, that's, that, that has worked wonders for HBCU. So I'm not complaining about that, but one of the things that we had discovered was when, um, we tried to, or in other cases, when we were trying to work together as HBCUs, a lot of times those efforts to get funded weren't as successful. So we were trying to figure out ways, and we've been talking about this for years, ways in which to improve that. And so one of the things that uh, came about a few years ago was the uh, National Science Foundation's uh, South Big Data Hub. So if you know about the National Science Foundation's hubs, they have one in every area of the country. And so the South Big Data Hub is in uh, Georgia Tech, at Georgia Tech. And so um, several of us who are part of the HBCU Data Science Consortium now attended a meeting at the South Hubs um, when they were kicking that off. And we got into some discussions about uh, trying to pull together our resources and talk about ways in which to support each other. Um, in addition to strengthening up and scaffolding whatever other projects were going on on campuses. So that was sort of the brainchild of it. And so uh, the hub put out an announcement that uh, they were looking for people to apply for funding on initiatives around data science. And so uh, several of us who attended that workshop years ago uh, applied for it. And so we were, we were the only large grant funded. They had categories of small grants and large grants and we were the only one that got funded. Um, and so we were excited about that because uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that uh, we were addressing the things that were pertinent and specific to HBCUs. So a lot of the things that that we do and the way we do things might be slightly different than what you see at other institutions. And so, uh, you know, we don't have necessarily um, the same, the same um, access to resources that other institutions might have. We may have a different demographic of student that attends. 
there may be more um, retention efforts that we might need to do. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we were addressing curriculum issues, academic issues, also research issues that were more specific to HBCUs. And so that's why uh, we formed the consortium. And we've been pretty, very excited about uh, how it's gone so far. We've only been operating since probably mid-January. Okay. Um, and so we, but we've been able to, to do a lot in that time period and uh, get a lot of um, exposure and a lot of collaborations are starting to build from that, which included the being able to talk on mm -hmm. the, the panel at LRAU and uh, this opportunity here. So we're, we're excited about uh, how things are going in such a short time. And we're looking forward to building upon that and strengthening that as we go forward. And you've had meetings, I know, I think you call them salons of like, let's talk about this issue this month and let's talk about this issue the next month. Right, right, exactly. So what we tried to do was build it, build the consortium around four pillars. And the pillars are education, research, industry. And then the fourth one is, was, is inclusion, which pretty much is woven through the other three anyway, right? So um, so what we, what we offered as part of uh, our activities was a, at first a kickoff uh, where we were bringing together people who were interested in participating. And so we had a two-day kickoff workshop back in January, uh, February. And uh, that kind of set the stage for the monthly salon series, right? So the salon series is, is really basically just a speaker series, but we call it a salon because we want it to be a little bit more abstract, right? So it's not as formal as the standard speaker, speaker series. There isn't really an agenda. We kind of just let whoever speaks flow on whatever they want to talk about as it relates to one of the four pillars. So as long as they're right. talking about one of those four pillars and how that that concept or that topic will benefit uh, not just HBCUs, but any of the attendees in, in, uh, that are there, but does have some interest or aspect that might be related to HBCUs, then they're, they're you know, we encourage them to speak on whatever. So we, yeah. we've, had, uh, we've had three of them so far, well, two of them so far, um, one in March and one in April. We will be continuing them throughout the year. We're, we're taking a, a, a break in the summer mm -hmm. um, just so people can catch their breath and, and stretch their wings. And, uh, but we do, uh, we have a really exciting slate of uh, speakers coming up. So we're really looking forward to that too. But yes, those uh, salon series, they occur once a month, every third Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We have a website, um, so you can get information about what speakers are coming up from the website. You can also use that to register for the events as well. So we've been really excited about that. And then we're gonna have a closing ceremony. Um, and it's not necessarily a closing ceremony. It's more like a what's next ceremony, okay. right? like a launching pad to what we're gonna do next. Um, and so that will occur in early 2022. And what we're going to be doing there is giving our um, research participants an opportunity to present their work. I didn't mention this, but one of the components of the consortium is to offer mini grants. So we offered five uh, $10,000 awards for okay. individuals from HBCUs who were trying to kick or kick off or 
launch a project idea uh, and they could use the funding to kind of seed that idea. Uh, and so during the, the launching, I mean, during the next what's next ceremony next year, those people will also present their research uh, for the attendees as well. So we're, we're looking forward to that um, as well. So it's, it's been a great time. It's been a great experience. And we've been really, really excited about the results so far. That's awesome. It sounds like a, um, the, the early 22 event will be a kind of state of the consortium. Like, yes, here's exactly. what we've accomplished. And yep. here's where That's like, exactly right, keep, yes. Let's keep doing this. And, yep. Forward, I love it. Um, it's really exciting to hear um, everything that's happening at FAMU with the uh, um, consortium and, and data science. And I know we're seeing this, you know, kind of focus on data science starting to gel um, around the country. But I love that, um, I love talking to people, um, you know, like you and other data scientists who are kind of at the forefront, it feels like, of this huge <laughs> effort. It feels overwhelming, but by the same token, um, there are all these great things happening in little pockets, like, you know, the, the data consortium that you all have and, and other things. And it's just exciting to see um, what's going on and that we are all going to benefit, you know. Um, but I love in particular that HBCU students are gonna benefit from, um, you know, being part of the forefront of, of data science and all of the things that are, that are necessary um, now in the in the business and science world. So. Yes, yeah, and we and we are working to collaborate with a lot of other partners as well. So um, we 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 try to uh, let because you know we, we may be doing this now, but we're not the first. So you know sure. we, we try to tell people, hey, look, we're not trying to do you know steal your idea or. <laughs> or run you out of business or whatever, you know, we, we want to work with you. So we, yeah. so we were collaborating with several other initiatives. We've been working with um, the Atlanta University Center Data Science okay. Institute, uh, which is uh, another consortium that's formed in Atlanta, primarily for the Atlanta University schools. So, uh, you know, we're talking Spelman, Morehouse, uh, Clark Atlanta University, um, and, and so they've, they've formed their own consortium. And so we collaborate with them uh, to promote efforts, to promote opportunities, to share resources. Uh, we also have been working with the uh, National Black Data Processing Associates Organization, which is a national organization of black uh, tech, in, uh, either students or academics or uh, people in industry. Uh, that's been around for close to 50 years now. And so we've, we've been collaborating with them as well. In fact, we are on their board of directors for data science. We also are supporting their uh, data science bootcamp academy that they're running for the first time this summer. Uh, so we've been promoting that through our channels as well to get student participation. Um, so we, we, we wanna be that uh, almost like a clearinghouse for other re things that are happening that we can help promote out and get the word out to our network uh, to try to further lift, you know, all the boats in the tide, right? Yeah, yeah. Rising tide lifts all boats. So we mm -hmm. want to we want to be that tide that's lifting the boats 
of people that are doing things, great things in data science, particularly HBCUs. So, yeah, we're, we're and, really excited about all of these efforts that are going on nationally. And there's a lot. I mean, it's just hearing you talk just the last couple of minutes. There's a lot going on. And yes, there is. A lot of people um, just don't know about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I know people you know, in HBCU circles and university circles probably do, but folks outside of academia, you know, like just hearing you talk, like, I'm a, I'm a nerd about science anyway, so when I start hearing about all of this stuff, that just helps get me more excited about it. So um, I love it. Um, Jason, is there anything that I haven't asked you or that you want to make sure we talk about before we close up? Well, yeah, I guess one thing I can add is that uh, we are looking for partners okay. um, because, uh, we, you know, as I mentioned, our funding for the initiative is technically for one year. Okay. So we don't want the effort to end after the year, right? So sure. one of the things that we're doing now is we're working on uh, registering as a nonprofit. And so that way we can continue what we do beyond. And so we're looking for uh, partners to work with us in these efforts to, to, to become part of our network as, also, as well as, um, you know, assisting and promoting things that we do and vice mm -hmm. versa. So it's a really a beneficial relationship for whoever works with us, because if you have an initiative or you have opportunities for data science, we will connect you to as many people in our network as possible through that relationship. Um, and so what, like, for example, one of the salons that we're having uh, later on this year, I think in September is essentially going to be a career fair. So we're going to okay. essentially have corporate and industry and government reps come who, to, who are looking for students to hire or looking for students to participate in research uh, initiatives or to participate in internships that will be their opportunity to get in front of as many students as possible, specifically to talk about data science, right? Yeah. It's hard to do that right. sometimes at a large campus career fair because you've got everybody, you know, they're talking about all kinds of jobs. <laughs> right, um, right, right. So this will be an opportunity to have you narrow the focus on data science. And so nice. those are the kinds of things that we want to provide for partners. Um, that work with us. So if anyone is, is listening to the podcast and wants to get involved, uh, just email us and we can connect you to our network. We can give you more information about becoming a partner um, or just, you know, what's going on, give you more information about events that are going on and uh, get, you, get you connected. Um, but that's really what we want to do. We want to grow this network as much as possible and any help we can do to do that, we're excited about and looking forward to Awesome. Well, let me give your email. It's jason.black at famu, F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Correct. And, and you, can then, also, you can also email the consortium directly. Awesome. Um, which is info dot H-B-C-U-D-S-C at gmail.com. So if you email the consortium or myself, you can get in touch with with me or any of the other partners that are, that are the directors of the consortium right now. Um, and we'll, we respond right away. So we look awesome. forward to, to hearing from anyone. I hope you get lots of, <laughs> lots of emails. And for folks who might want to know more about um, 
the Data Science Consortium. It's the website is www.hbcu-dsc.org. Yep. So um, go find out more about the awesome Data Science Consortium. Um, great things are happening, Jason. Thank you so much for. I'm spending a few minutes telling me about everything that's going on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Michael. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU, and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.